We've never had a real life diva. Don't give up. Warning. Sis, who does he think he is? I have some dirt. Will you confirm or deny? Maybe you should rephrase the Warning. <laughs> oh my God. Okay, let, let's focus. From reality TV to real life, it's all just so dramatic with Megan Pacetto. <laughs> Real ass bitch, keep a fuck. What you say? Real ass bitch, don't run. Real ass bitch, fuck out of bitch. what it is. This some five star dick. She a big gold freak. It's a must that I hit. It's a hot girl summer, so you know she got a lit. No, she got a lit. Hot girl summer, so you know she got a lit. Guys, welcome to another episode of So Dramatic. I'm Megan Pistetto, your favorite bitch, reporting for duty one final time this year. It wasn't meant to be the last time, but thanks to COVID, it is. It now is. So I had two really fun episodes planned for the end of the year. I had one for Christmas Day and one for New Year's Day. And they were both with some very special, hard to obtain guests, but they have since fled the state due to the COVID outbreak. And my studio is also closing down. Today's the last day because of the imminent lockdown. So it's not going to be able to happen now, unfortunately. I'm really sorry. I had so many Christmas jokes pre-written slash stolen from Christmas bonbons. I was going to get into a whole Christmas mood and have a whole Christmas themed episode and I was going to play some Christmas carols like this one. Honestly, that is the only type of Christmas carols getting played at my house. Actually, no, I'm a huge Michael Bublé and Frank Sinatra fan, but it's not on brand for me, so I don't ever really mention it. Gotta live up to my basic bitch status, and I actually am a Grinch at heart. I don't even have a Christmas tree, seriously, and I haven't done any Christmas shopping. So if you're a loved one of mine, you're probably not even going to get a gift this year. No, the real Grinch this year is COVID, who has literally stolen Christmas at the last minute and 2020 and also the last year of my 20s, aka prime time. I was planning on hitting the nightclub scene all summer long, as we know, and now that's probably no longer happening either. All I can say though is thank God I don't have kids. There is nothing worse than being in lockdown except being in lockdown with children. So if you're out there and you're in lockdown and you have kids, you're in my thoughts and prayers. So yes, the episodes are cancelled now. Christmas is probably going to be cancelled and look, it's just an all-round disaster. 2020 is a bigger mess than me. Make it stop. Anyway, let's get into it and rip this band-aid off one final time so we are one step closer to 2021. But before we do, let's clean up this house one last time for the year. Grab a bucket, grab a mop. If you could please take a second to leave a rating and a review, gushing reviews and five-star ratings only, please. Santa will spoil you all come Christmas Day if you do that. Make sure you're also following me on Instagram at SoDramaticPodcast underscore, at SoDramaticMedia and at Megan Pistetto. Guys, join my cult, aka the Facebook community. That's at SoDramaticPodcast when you search in groups. Get involved so that we can all stay connected and on top of the gossip during the break. Coming up today, I have the second part of my juicy chat with our favorite tea spiller, Narenga. So many more bombshells to drop from him. He talks about diversity in the Bachelor franchise and answers all of your burning questions. Plus, he reveals the Bachelor babe that he was dating that went completely under the radar. No one knew about it, not even me. So much drama, so little time. Let's get into the show. 
do not fight amongst yourselves. Please come to me. So will you confirm or deny? At least you're honest with me. So exclusive. So Porn Oranga was put on the back burner last week because of the unexpected Married at First Sight All-Stars reunion that threw a huge spanner in the works for my scheduled programming. So I'm going to press play on a continuation of where we left off last time. Here's Naranga. So you are Sri Lankan. I want to ask about your experience on reality TV as a person of colour. I have one listener called Rahul and he gave me a lot of information and gave me some things to read and research. So thank you, Rahul. He wanted to know what it was like being the first brown man on The Bachelorette. Um, I think it was a pretty good experience. I didn't really think of it as being only brown man on The Bachelorette. But yeah, it was um, it was an experience. I got a lot of got a lot of love from the diversity community. Diversity community, I should say. Um, yeah, so yeah, it was it was a lot of fun um, hearing from those people. What did it feel like being surrounded in a house by, you know, so much whiteness and being the only person of colour on your season? Oh, well, I'm kind of used to that because I grew up, you know, obviously in Australia. So obviously there's a lot more white people than, um, you know, people of colour. So, yeah, I was quite used to it. So it wasn't out of the norm for me. I mean, you are from Brisbane. <laughs> I am from Brisbane, <laughs> exactly. I guess if I was from Melbourne, it might be a different story. They seem to have a lot of people of colour down there. A bit more diverse, I guess. And do you think that they did a good job of portraying your diversity on the show? No, they didn't really um, play any of my stuff on the show, um, especially on Angie's season where like, my intro to her was like I had this box and inside the box were just pieces of paper. So I like showed her um, how to make paper planes, and I said, "Oh, look, this is what I do for a living. I'm an aircraft engineer, and like we got to fly the paper planes like on, in the cocktail party, but they never showed any of that. And I, you know, told her that you know where my parents are from, like Sri Lanka, and how they got here, and the whole whole story. And yeah, they never played any of it. So no, they didn't play any of the diversity. They didn't play any um, of it. That's such a shame. Yeah, because uh, I was kind of looking forward to it, but yeah, nothing. Let me show anything. Aww. Yeah, I just feel like, you know, there should be greater representation, especially if they're going to cast people of colour. Yeah, absolutely. Like, it would have been good, but I guess, you know, what the storyline went with, with Angie, you know, falling in love with the boys she did. Um, yeah, and I wasn't a part of it, so I guess that's kind of the reason why I missed out. Um, but, you know, who knows? They do that on purpose. So there have been calls for more diverse casting for years, but they do keep casting a lot of white people just season after season. And when they do cast a person of colour, they either use them as villains, you know, like Sagand, Mary and Ariba, or comic relief, Mary again, you a little bit, and especially AB this season. And they never end up being serious contention apart from Brooke Blurton. You know, even the music, you never get that sexy music. Even like stuff like screen time, you know, like you didn't get as much screen time or like the promo cuts, you weren't featured as heavily. Do you think that's like a form of racial antagonism? Like, do they simply add people of colour to their cast but not really acknowledge or deal with race in a meaningful way? Um, it's really hard to say because of diversity. Um, I didn't notice that, you know, being targeted as that. But, yeah, I can't really say um, why they didn't show much of me or, you know, the other cast members that were col- um, people of colour. So, yeah, it's very hard to say. It's a bit of an issue there. But hopefully they get it right in the coming years. How do you feel about people of colour being portrayed in the franchise in general? Like, do you think that they could represent them better? Um, I think 
you know, like America and, you know, overseas and like things like Sweden and stuff, they've had like dark um, bachelorettes and bachelors. So it would be good to see that, you know, in the Australian franchise. But I guess, are they ready for it or do they have the right person yet? So I'm not sure what the answer is, but I, I really hope they do come around to it. Fans of the franchise have been crying out for greater representation, including more people of colour. And it seems like they just do the bare minimum to meet the diversity quota. I know that you've criticised the franchise about this and called for more diverse casting on TV. What more do you think could be done to improve diversity on reality TV in Australia? Do you think that they do need a, like a diversity makeover, like more inclusive casting and expand on diversity on the show? Um, I think maybe they need to advertise it more. They're like looking to make it a more diverse um, cast or they're looking for a m- more of a diverse bachelorette or bachelor. Um, I don't know if they do advertise it in towards that way, you know. If they were really passionate about it, they would advertise it like that and really go after those people, which I don't think they do. Also in the casting, are they not casting people yeah, of like, colour? Well, they are, but I don't think they're going out there to look for it. They're just waiting, you know, they're just doing the typical, you know, fun, lovey, good-looking person on Instagram, you know. Not, they're not really going to search for that diversity cast. Do you think that people of colour are just not applying, maybe? Um, yeah, I think there's a bit of that too, because I think a lot of cultural differences in that sense, um, you know, getting half naked on TV or making out on TV <laughs> isn't right for, the, you know, some people's culture. So, yeah, there, there is a lot less people applying for it that are um, diverse. But you think they could be doing more in terms of actually actively seeking out to represent yeah, people of colour better? Yeah, seeking out and giving, giving those kind of people more confidence in, in applying. You know, which is why, you know, tell them that they do want more more of a diverse cast, you know. What do you think's like another suggestion for how you think that they could close the diversity gap on reality TV? Is there anything else that you could recommend? Um, I just think it's a lot of advertising, really. Like, a lot of people getting behind it. Like, you see, like, you know, gay marriage and stuff. That was a huge social media to advertising and everyone's behind it and I just don't think diversity has the backing yet and if diversity has the backing then I think we'll see that happen on TV. Mm. I mean it's such a shame not to. Do you think that they ever will put a person of colour as the lead like the bachelorette? Um, I really hope so. I really would love to see like you know maybe like a Indigenous like Renee or Brooke to go on as like Bachelorette. I think Brooke's got a boyfriend now. I'd love to see Renee find someone after everything she's been through. Poor thing. Yeah, look, I would 100% back Renee to do it and think she'll do an excellent job. She'll keep her head, you know, she's quite a headstrong person, so I think she'll keep her head above the water and really smash it. Well, fingers so, crossed. Yeah. Things crossed, I reckon, on Channel 10, I hope you're listening. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think all of Australia would be behind her, and I think you would see a lot of um, a lot of media attention behind that if Renee got back to next year. It would be amazing. I think she should have gone this year, really, straight after Paradise, you know, straight it's, on it. Instead of Ellie and Becky, two very white girls, Be- no offence. <laughs> yeah, exactly, and see how that turned out. Lol. <laughs> Um, Okay, so I've got some listener questions for you. Yeah, bring it on. What was your favourite moment from filming that wasn't shown on TV? Favourite moment on TV? Any drama or scandals that weren't shown? The whole time I was there, it weren't shown, so... (laughs) Everything. (laughs) Literally everything. everything. (laughs) Good answer. um, Yeah, 
so I would like to see something, <laughs> but nothing was shown. <laughs> the whole I had a thing. ball there. Like, I, I had such a good time, but it wasn't shown. So. Another listener said, you always seem to be surrounded by girls. Have you ever successfully made it out of the friend zone yet? Are you single? I mean, I already know the answer to this. <laughs> <laughs> But I'll let you What's go. What's the answer, Megan? <laughs> You're thriving. You're thriving in the real world. You're not in the friend zone at all. You're killing it. You're a super spreader. Um, yeah, look, <laughs> I, I, I haven't found the right one um, yet. So, yeah, I'm still out there looking. And, um, you know, I have become quite close to, you know, some of the girls, obviously, on this year's season and last year's season. But there's nothing romantic, um, even though, you know, I've, I've tried. With you who? Know, see if there's any there. Well, from this year's season, <laughs> um, Charlie Bond. Oh, because <laughs> I saw yeah. photos of you together. I thought you were just friends. Well, yeah, we started off as friends and we had a bit of a romantic connection for a little while there. Then, Ooh. yeah, it fizzled out and now we're, yeah, now we're really good friends. So, Wait, yeah, what, no do you mean, feelings there. what do you mean by romantic connection? Was it like dating for a few weeks or a hookup? Please, def- um, please define. It was kind of both, a bit of both, looking up, dating, you know, like seeing, seeing where each other's at. <laughs> la la. But, yeah, she's a really nice girl. Like, she is amazing. But, yeah, it just, just wasn't meant to be. It just wasn't the right timing. But, yeah, now we're amazing friends and I think that's how we're going to stay. Well, she's a really nice girl. She's stunning. You can't be doing too bad. And after what I saw in Byron, you're definitely not doing bad at all. <laughs> You had girls <laughs> lining up to talk to you. Yeah, look, it's it's not always about, you know, getting the attention. It's actually about finding that, you know, that spark or that connection. And unfortunately, I haven't found it yet. So, But hopefully she's just around the corner. I'm 30 next year in January. So <laughs> fingers crossed. <laughs> what date? Very specific in January. 29th of January. <laughs> Mark it in your diaries, guys. What are exactly. you actually... Aren't you coming to, come to my party? <laughs> Pardon? Can't you come to my party? Oh, your thirtieth? Yeah, when is that? Yeah, my third in January twenty ninth. Oh yeah, I, just I got said it two seconds ago. Oh yeah, I got the invite. <laughs> I'm coming. I RSVP'd. I was yeah, good. <laughs> I was surprised you invited me. Have you told all the other contestants I'm coming? <laughs> I'm not yeah, the most well, popular person. Everyone that's invited is all friends with me, so they're all friends with you, I guess. The other the other crowd isn't coming really or they weren't invited i know that's what i was saying to someone on the weekend i said the old crowd love me they know that i'm cool and that i don't snitch on them but the new crowd is so suspicious they don't trust me they don't want me anywhere near their parties they'll um they'll get to know you soon well i went to a few things at the start before the show aired i met when went to a bachelorette party with some of the boys and i met them all i thought they thought i was cool and then like (laughs) don't know what happened too many stories i did too many stories on them all (laughs) <laughs> um, there hasn't been anything bad. So. What do you look for in a partner? Like, what's your ideal woman? Okay, yeah. So I think I'm really after someone that's not really independent and not like competing with me. Like, I like they got their own career. That you know, they got their own friends, and it's not always relying on that one person. Um, I just think that's so important in this day and age. Um, it's not like I don't like the traditional, you know, the um, wife stays at home and the, you know the husband goes to work and that sort of stuff. I just think the independence is key at this day and age, and I would love that. So you want a boss? A I want hustler. a boss. Yeah, <laughs> probably not boss me too much, but yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, someone that's just got their own thing going on. You know. All right. Well, girls, if you're listening, hit Naranga up if that's you. <laughs> independence is key. Um, who else have you hooked up with or dated from Batchy Nation? 
Spill the tea. Um, no one really. So just Charlie. Just Charlie, absolutely. Oh, I just try to stay away from that whole whole circus. Really, like I know if one person wants that on, then it just it's just like a merry-go-round, and I just don't want to get caught up in it. Really, I've seen you, <laughs> seen you super spreading well, among those new girls. Do you mean dating well, them though, more than friends? Dating them? No, no, more than friends. Yeah. I like. I'm more than happy to be friends with them. I think they're awesome girls. Like, yeah, I love to be on that merry-go-round of friends. Like, not the whole hooking up situation, you know. Then feelings get caught up, and people start fighting, jealousy. This is too much. Too incestual. Yeah, it just feels like high school again, you know. So I'm happy to hook up with Charlie and just the one girl of that season, and yeah, just keep it like that. And obviously, obviously it didn't turn out, and yeah, just friends with the rest of them. You'll have to wait till the next season starts and <laughs> pick another yeah, one from there. Exactly. If, if there was, um, like, if you could choose someone from the Bachelor, Bachelorette franchise, like, to date, who would be your, like, ideal person? Um, I think it would be Brooke. Oh, Brooke Bloden, I yeah, think. you said that one. I've never met her, but from what I've heard about her, what I've seen about her, she's, yeah, she's pretty much a 10 out of 10. She sure is. <laughs> so, yeah, but um, she lives on the other side of Australia, so it's a bit hard to see her. <laughs> you have to get some frequent flyer points happening. Oh, absolutely. I think I need to start saving. <laughs> Wait, aren't, you, a, aren't you in aviation? Oh, what? Aren't you in aviation? Yeah, but I do freight planes. Oh, okay. Not really. Unless Jump. I'd tuck myself into a box. Package <laughs> <laughs> yourself up. Over. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, my God. That's so funny. Maybe I can package it over. <laughs> was it clear on BIP and your season of The Bachelorette who was just there for followers? And if so, name and shame, please. That's pretty obvious, um, right? We can all- well, I guess so. Like, if you look at the guys and girls that didn't really have a career or that didn't have a job going into it, I guess those are the people. <laughs> like, who was that? Like, can you blame it? Who would that oh, have been? Who from my season? Whose season are you talking about? Eat like either Paradise or Bachelorette. Oh gosh, there's a whole there's a whole number of them, isn't there? <laughs> the whole cast. <laughs> I can't really name them all. Who was whole it? Cast. Half the cast. I don't really want to start naming them because okay. I feel like, oh, um, I do have a job. I'm like, well, we know you got it. Um, but you know what I mean? Like, but do you blame them? Like, if you weren't really happy with what you what your career was and reality, you find yourself in reality TV and you get something out of it, then why not make the most of it? Like, that might be a calling. Like, you know, being an influencer might be it. Like, it is a full-time job these days. Sure is. I mean. Like, you can't really, yeah, you can't really bag them out for wanting to be an influencer because it probably earns more money than someone like me that's got a full-time job you know so well I feel like it's just like a natural progression after reality tv you just go on to influencing it's like yeah exactly <laughs> and if you enjoy it like why not yeah like I don't enjoy it so I, like I the only the recent thing I've been doing is hello not hello fresh um chef good <laughs> oh god you better get that one right yeah chef good um yeah they've been really great to me and like I'll get heaps of um like people hitting me up all the time for it but I just yeah don't have the time but I just thought oh how convenient like you know something that I really wanted um to do like some sort of food wise um because I was struggling and cooking and stuff so I didn't have time and so yeah um chefs have been amazing to me I mean who doesn't want free food exactly for them, you know, for them as well absolutely and it's delicious food so everyone out there try chef food plug shameless plug um tell me the tea now on caitlin and jamie i know that they both so i found out about them dating they were dating for a while during caitlin's season of the bachelor i know that they denied it then it was kind of like confirmed and then it was denied again what is what do you know about that give me the tea 
Um, look, I think they weren't dating. Like, they weren't official, but they were just hooking up. Like, I think they just got along. Like, I think Dumb and Dumber got together. <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah, they vibed a bit. They vibed. <laughs> Sorry, Jamie. Oh, my God. I, I love you. But, yeah, he's, um, he, you know, everyone knows Jamie's special. And I think um, Caitlin's even more special. So, um, <laughs> it just didn't, <laughs> just didn't um, turn out too well. What happened? I think, um, oh, I just think Caitlin's a bit too special for Jamie, you know, and that says something. So, I yeah, I, I've met her once, and she didn't have very much well, anything nice to say about me or people I was with. So, oh really? What she do? No for her. Oh, she started mouthing herself off. Like I'd never met the girl, and she just started going off with me and everyone else that I was around, and she just walked off. So saying what? So just like, oh, you guys are just the scums and just like, you're all here for the show, blah, blah, blah. I'm thinking, what the hell? Like, who are you? Like, don't say shit that you don't know or don't, haven't even met people that you haven't met. So, Oh, my God. Who are you with? The other girls, yeah. Charlie and stuff? Yeah, those girls. That's how, you know how we always say they're the duck and they call me King Duck. Have you heard that? No. What does that mean? But, so, they, Caitlin started that because apparently we were out one that night. We were out and she started going off. She messaged all the girls like in a group chat saying, "Oh, um, all all the girls do is just hang around um, Naranga, um, just like ducks, and just follow them around like ducks." So <laughs> that they started calling each other ducks, and I get I got called King Duck. <laughs> oh so my just, god! It's just a bit of a um, yeah, a bit of a, a banter thing that goes along with us because she started calling us ducks, so we just took it off. So you've taken the insult, and now you've got you've turned it around into a running joke. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Oh, wow. So that would have been awkward so, if she was dating Jamie and then you guys don't get along with her. Well, I was never going to get along, were they? Like, two, like, not two, but I guess they're just totally different people. And yeah, no, not different people, but crazy in different ways. And <laughs> this doesn't work. How long were they, like, hooking up for? Oh, probably only, like, a few weeks or a month or so. Not okay. Long. Hey, is he, <laughs> speaking of Jamie, is he dating anyone else now? Um, no, he's not. I was only joking the other day. Oh, you're an idiot. <laughs> he said, that's Jamie's. He sent me a photo of him with some chick and he said, that's Jamie's new girlfriend. Make sure you ask me about it on the podcast. <laughs> I, I knew you would, um, you'd get, um, something out of that. <laughs> he's Damn, like, oh, so singles. Still single. He's still single. Yeah. Um, still single. Well, that's good to know. Ladies, if you're listening, Jamie's still on the market. <laughs> exactly. So go for it. He's very single, I think. He's um, breaking things off at Margaret. So Margaret. <laughs> oh, or Marg. I call it Margaret. It's a bit of a, a joke. Yeah. So the Beauty IQ Uncensored podcast is sponsoring this episode and they have this segment called Cringy Convo where basically they just ask about like embarrassing shit that's happened to them. Like, you know, like sweating through a shirt in an interview or farting in a new relationship or something like that. Tell us your cringy story. What's like the most cringe thing that's ever happened to you? I'm putting you on the spot here. Oh, Jesus. You should have asked me to think about it first. Jesus, what's, I'm, there's heaps of stuff I always get laughed at. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I just can't think of something on the spot right now. Um, cringy. Have you done something embarrassing? Oh, probably, probably crying on national TV. When did you cry? With Mary, you know how everyone thought I was crying because I was getting booted, but I was actually crying because what Mary said to me. What did Mary say? Well, Mary pulled me aside the night that um that I had the date with Kat, and she um said to me like, "Thanks for giving me that rose at the start. 
and look, I found love with Connor and like, you know, she was like a single mum and she just said, look, Rangi, you gave me like a second chance, like not just in love, but like in life because, you know, obviously she found like man of her dreams. So yeah, she just like thanked me for that. And yeah, so I started crying and yeah, it started falling into tears. It wasn't because I was going that night. It was because actually because of what Mary said, you know, and I thought that was quite, quite sweet and I'll always remember that, you know, and they'll Aww. always remember that. So nice. Yeah, that one rose, you know, just making a batty baby. It really is. I love, I'm living for your friendship with Mary. It's so sweet. Oh, I know. She's my mum. See, it's good to have friends, people. <laughs> Boys and girls out there listening, it's always There's good to have some friends. Benefits to the friend zone. Exactly. It's not always the same, you know, hooking up, being friends, fighting, you know, the same merry-go-round, I guess. It, um, it's a lot more refreshing when you can just talk to someone or hang out with someone you don't think about hooking up with it. So true. Do you have any more goss about anything else that you want to <laughs> spill on, Mr. Tea Spiller? You've quickly become So Dramatic's favourite tea spiller after all the tea that you've been <laughs> spilling. Do you have anything else for oh, us? What do you know? Well, I kind of now I can say I told you so about Fraser and Ellie. Oh, my God, I know. Surprising. Can you believe? What's your take on that? Yeah, I can't believe. Yeah. Well, <laughs> oh, I saw it coming. <laughs> we predicted like, it on this podcast numerous times. Yeah, 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 exactly. So, so your podcast is quite turning out to be quite true, isn't it? Everything you say. I know. It's not a fake news site after all, guys. <laughs> it's not. You should make a tally up of everything you say to that turns out to be true to everything that you say that's not. Well, everything's true. I, think 99% I reckon like I've got about a 98% success rate. There's always exactly. there's always that dodgy source that gives you <laughs> some dodgy info. Yeah, look, I don't think it's you that's making the story up. It's someone giving you a, you know, a garbage story to spread, spread around. So I, I, think, I think you do do your due diligence quite well when it comes to all this. Oh, thank you. I do my best. Yeah. Don't shoot the messenger. Yeah, you do. <laughs> Look, I, I, well, most of the stuff you've said is quite true, and I can confirm a lot of the stuff, you know. So yeah. Well. I have a lot of contestants messaging me in that saying, oh, everything was true. You know what as well? I was getting blamed for Ellie and Fraser's breakup. I was getting trolled this week. You broke them up. Where? This is all your fault. I'm like, it's not my fault. I didn't cheat. Yeah, exactly. So, oh, well, you're always going to get them, aren't you? So, what can you do? Yeah. Life. Yeah, I haven't got that yet. Oh, well, yeah, you'll, you'll be don't next. Mess- <laughs> don't stop messaging me, but I haven't got it yet. So. No, they'll just troll me as, you know, yeah, that's on your behalf. <laughs> whatever, <laughs> you you say is my, whatever you say, I get blamed for. Yeah, exactly. You're the bodyguard of it. God. So no more tea. No more tea. Not this day. All right. Well, if you do have some, you know who to call. We'll be patiently exactly, waiting. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, sure, I'm sure you'll find out. Put me on speed dial. I will. I will. Um, I'll get straight here. And what's your New Year's plans? I am going to Magnetic Island. So, doing a bit of a road trip up with me and some friends that um, that aren't off the show, actually. There's no one off the show that I'm going with, so I can't, that's no point really naming them. Oh, so you're not going to Jamie's big um, New Year's Eve thing? No, I've already, I've had this organised for like oh. six months. Going up, yeah, I just wanted to get out of Brisbane and I just, yeah, it's always the same thing in Brisbane and Jamie's New Year thing and, yeah, whatnot, so. So you're going to super spread, to, uh, super spread in another state, in another suburb? <laughs> in another state, in another, no, another, it's the same state, actually, it's Townsville. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, well, just up north. I guess I'll see you at your 30th then. I will see you then. Can't well, wait. Come prepared for a big night. I will. I'll bring my yeah, notepad. Yeah, <laughs> yeah well, hopefully um, these Renaults be done then because I've been 
working on these renos at home. What are you, what are you getting is, done? I'm building a new living room. Oh, nice. What, for, so, Jay, for, Jamie's, yeah. for Jamie's girlfriends to sleep in? For more, <laughs> for more <laughs> plus ones to move into? Yeah, exactly. He's going to get a few more beds and put it out there. Oh my He's God. already got two beds in his room. Oh, well, we'll get one People ready for me when I there. get one ready for me when I come up for the birthday. I'm not yeah, paying I'll put for it. Right, right, I'll put you right next to Jamie. I don't want to pay for any accommodation. Yeah. I'm a tight ass. Yeah, <laughs> all right. We'll, we'll sort something oh. up for you. All right. Well, thanks for chatting, Naranga. Thanks for spilling the tea. Make sure you call yeah, no us next time. You've got some goss. I will. I'll, I'll be um, on the phone straight away. Thanks, Naranga. All right. No worries. Thanks. Bye. Morning. Oh my God. Okay, let's focus. That's all the tea I've got for you guys today. I hope you enjoyed this episode. How sad that it's the last one for the year. I'm gonna miss you all so much. Not gonna lie, looking forward to having a break now that I've got two weeks off. I hope that you all have a lovely Christmas. Drink, eat and be merry. Emphasis on the drink for me personally. Stay safe, especially to my fellow Sydney siders and especially Northern Beaches residents. Really feeling for you guys at the moment and praying for a Christmas miracle so that we can all be with our loved ones on Christmas Day. Stay safe, behave. Don't do anything I wouldn't do. (laughs) I also just want to say a huge thanks to each and every one of you for supporting me this year. Honestly, COVID has fucked up a lot of things this year, including losing my previous job, but it's also given me this podcast, this community and all of you guys. So for that, I'm thankful. I can't wait to continue serving you up the tea next year. And I've got a lot of exciting things in the works that I know you guys are going to love. So stay tuned, watch this space. So we'll be back to our regular programming on January 8th, where I'll be diving headfirst into I'm a Celeb and all things Married at First Sight. We also have a new mini series with Megan Marks coming up, plus more summer series guests, including our queen, Vaco, and more. So get excited for that. If you do miss me before then, which I mean, who won't? Go back to the So Dramatic Archive and re-listen to some of the old episodes for a little bit of nostalgic listening. The Amanda Mikalev GoFundMe saga is a personal favorite of mine, followed by my most listened to episode with Kiki and Renee. But also, who could forget the iconic Nadine episode or the juiciest of them all, Jared Woodgate. Guys, if you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe, rate and review. Five stars only, of course. And please keep sharing So Dramatic around more than Naranga shares himself around the friend zone and more than I share myself around the nightclubs. Post a screenshot wherever you're listening to the episode on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, Twitter, LinkedIn, Grindr, OnlyFans, you know, everything else, etc., etc. Thank you for listening to the final episode of So Dramatic for 2020. See you next year. Merry Christmas. Feliz Navidad. Bon Natale. Happy holidays. Happy Hanukkah. Happy New Year. All of the above. Good riddance to 2020. Good luck. Goodbye. Ciao for now. Kind regards. (laughs) Oh my God. Oh my God. So Dramatic with Megan Pacetto.